I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 48. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Anna Cruz. Anna is a mortgage agent with the LA Mortgage Team through Mortgage Intelligence. She's been a broker for three years, and previous to that, she's in the real estate industry. Her and her team won an award for the best newcomer in CMAs from 2014. Lisa, are you ready to rock? I'm here. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been married to uh, my high school sweetheart for 20 years this year, coming to uh, kids. Matthew is 18, and Danielle is turning 16 tomorrow. I started uh, mortgage brokering in uh, 2012, and I joined Mortgage Center and thought, okay, I'm going to do my solo thing, and I ended up uh, meeting an agent there, and we started working as a team, started collaborating. We, uh, we met almost uh, every week, every day, practically, and we had our breakfast meetings about finding processes and strategies over uh, egg skillets, so and that's kind of how the LA Mortgage Team was born. So how long did you guys meet together before you knew that this was the right the right move to partner? Well, it's funny. I think if you ask Lisa, it'll probably be when I had some business cards made. So I was still exiting my real estate uh, portion of my career and going into mortgage brokering. But I had given the longest, I guess, notice in history. I gave six months to the real estate agents that I was working with. And I called up one day and uh, Lisa said, well, it's great to meet you. You know, and she was already at the office and I said, oh my God, please tell me you haven't seen my horrible business cards because I had gotten business cards done and they were horrible. The quality was just the worst I had ever seen. In fact, I got some other ones after that. But from that moment, we just started talking and I can tell you, you know, you just kind of click with somebody. And then when I came to the office, we were both new. Uh, Lisa had been in banking for years, but I was new to mortgages and we just started talking and our values and our systems, everything kind of seemed to be the same. And it was just, it was natural. Kind of like when you find the right person, it's just natural. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then obviously you guys are making waves you, by winning that CMA award. So that's actually, I connected with you. I saw, hey, we've got a chat because you guys are doing some great things if you're getting attention in our industry. Well, we're trying. We're trying. You know, we have a great team of uh, people right now. We are uh, a team of six currently and growing. So we've got a lot of stuff still to come. And with a name like LA Mortgage Team, it makes you sound sort of American or something. You know, it sounds, it's got that kind of cool factor to it. Well, it's funny because um, I was talking to uh, somebody who called me and said, so, so how's the weather in L.A.? And I said, I'm in Burlington. So, so what's the L.A.? And I'm like, well, it's Lisa Anna. And then people get it. They're like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a success quote that's impacted your life or business. And I love how quotes take an idea and they distill it into something that's portable and memorable. And so can you share a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? Well, it's actually on our business cards and on our website, I think the one that really speaks to who we are and to what we're doing is love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Now, that's an adaptation from, I think, a quote by Confucius. But I'm not really sure who said it first, but that really is why we do what we do. You know, love what you're doing, never work a day in your life. And that's really how I feel. Right. And so you obviously in the past have had other jobs or careers that you didn't maybe love as much. And so what's a, just specifically what about the mortgage business are you digging for the last three years? Well, I guess the difference is this, you know, you get up every morning and you go to work because you need a paycheck. And for 15 years, I worked in the retail industry as a human resource payroll. And I did that because I needed a steady paycheck. My husband's a contractor. So you, you got to do what you got to do for your family and go through those, those times. And, did I love it? Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. I love the people. 
when I left, that wasn't sad. And then I moved on and did a few other different things. But I just look at it this way. I wake up every morning and I can't wait to get to my desk to look at my emails, to talk to people. Anybody I talk to, I'm always telling them what I do. So I've never felt the passion for what I do. It's, you know, differentiating work and home is so hard because I love all of them. Mm -hmm. So that's when I think you found the right thing to do. Right. And the pay can be pretty, like when you start getting some traction in this business, the pay is pretty good for the time and, you know, the return on your time is pretty decent. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I've also noticed that talking to successful entrepreneurs, mortgage brokers, is that failure happens. It's not fatal, but that looking back, there's always a lesson in it. So can you share an example of something that you had failed at, but now that you look back, that there was a lesson in it for you? Well, I guess, I don't know that I would consider it a failure, but I think it's creating programs and doing too much at once. So, you know, I'm pretty much, I guess, known for trying to do everything all at the same time. And I guess the, the biggest failure is, you know, you can't do everything perfectly all at once. you got to pick one thing and you got to stick to it. So that's really what it, you know, the lesson that I learned is you can't do it all at once. you got to put things in your parking lot. you got to focus on one thing and doing it 110%. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the biggest lesson. Yeah, I read a quote the other day. I'm, I'm actually wired just like that. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I remind myself of that because sometimes I'm like, I want to do all these things and you just don't have the time or the capacity. So how do you fight the urge though? Because I know that I have this problem. How do I fight? How do you fight the urge to when you get this new idea that's exciting? How do you just park it and not, you know, let it consume well, your mind? Because that, that's my definitely one of my weaknesses. I guess the best thing, and I'm really lucky, is that I have Lisa to talk to. So we meet every week and we talk about our business. So we have uh, weekly meetings together and then bi-weekly meetings with our team. But what we do is, you know, we have we have a shared reminders. In reminders, you can give you list. And anytime we think of something, we write it there. So if I think, okay, this is my next great big idea, I'm going to write it there. And when we sit down and meet, I'm going to say, okay, so this is what I was thinking. She's, you know, we sound off each other. You know what? That's great. But that's like six months out. Or that's great. Let's do it in two years. Or because you can't do everything. So having somebody to talk to and say, okay, what do you think of this? Is probably the most valuable part of my entire partnership and, and business. Mm -hmm. So that's how to do it. You know, you find, and then you basically take it from that list and you put it in your parking lot and you add a date to it. So it pops up in your mail and go, right, I was going to do this. And I think that's really how to deal with it. Right. And sometimes the ideas, either when they do pop up again, you realize, oh, that's not that as good of an idea as I thought. And you, you know, shelve it or you realize, yeah, this is something that the, maybe the timing's better for. Well, I can't tell you how many times that's happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm definitely one of my problems has been, you know, chasing shiny objects and I see them. And then this, these interviews definitely don't help. They kind of, they help, but they don't help because I, I finish interviews and I have more ideas than I can possibly implement. And so it's about focusing on a, a, the, what's the next one thing that I'm going to focus on, not, you know, the dozens that I can't get to. Well, it's absolutely true. I mean, I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts. I'm pretty much almost up to date, and I feel the same way because as I'm listening to them, I've got my computer in front of me, and I'm writing notes, and I'm like, okay, I've got to look this up. Gotta... But, you know, it, it's putting it down so that you don't forget it, but it's not necessarily having to implement everything right away. Right. Yeah, that's so true. So I've noticed talking to successful brokers and that their system, they use systems and processes. They don't just sort of, it's not random, and but they're also willing to tweak those processes to get better results. So can you share an example of an administrative process that you guys maybe had that wasn't working and then a tweak that you made and the outcome you got? Well, I think um, for us, we're, uh, we have a lot of checklists. So we've got the buying a home checklist, first time home buyer transfer construction. So any type of deal, there's a checklist for it. And I think, you know, the thing is, with having so many checklists, we tried to put it all into one, and it's just huge and overwhelming, and things just don't end up happening. So I think it's breaking it down and, and picking out what you need. So it's just to realize that you don't have to have it all in one place. 
that it's there and you just need to pick out what you need that you can constantly add, change, and adjust to it. I used to think that, you know, it has to be done and then I'm never going to look at it. Well, the day that it's done and I never look at it again is probably the day that I should be doing something else because mm-hmm. you should be constantly learning and changing and adapting your lists and, and your processes. Where do you record those checklists? So do you have them like in a, what, what do you what put them in? So what we do right now is uh, we're actually, we're changing it up. So as I had said, you know, we're always changing and adjusting. So what we did is we had just a Word document. We plugged all these checklists in and they're, they're stored on our, our Google Drive so that our team has access to them. And, uh, and then you just print them and you put them on the inside of your uh, file folder, okay? But what we're doing now is we're actually moving all of that to Trello, which is a, an awesome online system for organizing lists. And the reason it's so cool is because you can move pieces and, you know, move them from one list to another. It's very easy to use. And so, again, we're building and adapting and changing it so that it's easier for, you know, someone coming in who comes from banking and knows the mortgage industry but doesn't necessarily know our process. Right. Yeah. And Trello is like a basically a whiteboard that is virtual, that will, but it's drag and drop. So because I've played with it, yeah. it's 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 a good it's a good tool. It is a good tool. I don't know that I use it exactly the way it's meant to be used, but it works for me how I use it. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And so I've also noticed, too, in the sales and marketing side that successful brokers have a, they have a process. And so but they're also willing to adjust it because the market changes, you know, people's attitudes change. So can you share an example of a sales or a marketing process that maybe wasn't working as well and the adjustment that you made to it? Well, I guess the, you know, as, as a new mortgage broker, and I mean, I didn't come from the mortgage industry, so it's a bit of a learning curve for me. I mean, it all comes down to customer service, really, at the end of the day. If you have customer service, you know, I think you can learn how to be a mortgage broker, but you can't learn how to treat clients. And that's just something that either comes naturally or it doesn't. And I think one thing that I, that I learned was, you know, setting expectations because when you're new and you're coming in and, you know, you, you promise the world and you think you can get everything done today, you know, it's really setting the expectations, telling the clients uh, what you're going to do for them up front, the timeline that you're going to get it done. And so there's no surprise in understanding their knowledge level. Like I, I never really uh, thought about that until I... Well, so I got in, into the mortgage industry and, it's, you know, as mortgage brokers now, we know everything or most things about mortgages, but the client who's coming in has a much limited knowledge of mortgages. And I think sometimes we just think that they know everything about mortgages and we forget to actually educate them. And I think that's a huge part of it. We need to educate our clients because when you educate them, they'll come back because they know you're, you're the person that they're going to call if they have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love educational-based marketing and, and using that as a, a bridge between you and the client and building trust. And So can you give an example of something that, like, in the education process, so do you, do you use, how are you doing that currently? Well, how are, um, so when we meet clients, it's, it's a two-step process. So, you know, they do, the, usually they do online applications, they come in, and then we basically have a discussion, and we do have a package that we go through. So that we don't miss any steps and it's everything from, you know, who we are, what we do, you know, why are you working with the mortgage broker? What are the steps that you're going to find, you know, what, you know, from getting a pre-approval to an approval to putting in an offer all the way down. So basically tells them every step of the way what they need to do. So I find that's worked really well. Right. Yeah. Just having a process when you in that initial meeting and do you meet your clients face to face or is it all over phone and fax and email? You know what, for uh, almost three years, it's, I've met every single client, and just this year, I've had a client who wasn't able to meet, and we did the entire transaction, actually, worker complaint in three days, which was a record. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do prefer to meet, we, we do prefer to meet with clients, 
and it happens sometimes where you know you can't because they're a little further or uh, travel is hard but we offer Skype we, we do different things but normally we do meet with them and I mean the one client that I haven't met with is referred by our realtor that I work very closely with so I'm very comfortable with that right uh, yeah. I would never never not meet a client if they just called me out of the blue Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I, it depends on the market you live in. And I live in a smaller community. It's only 100,000 people. So people will literally drive to my office to bring me a pay stub, you know, and then they'll drive back. The night. And I'm like, you don't need to scan it to me. No, no, it's okay. I'm like, ah, <laughs> just, you know, I don't want the paper. I want to scan. So anyway, I agree. Technology has really helped us in that uh, because I'm finding this repeat clients. So Sometimes with repeat clients, they don't, they can't always come in, and that's totally fine. I don't need to meet them for the first interview because we've already done that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I have to say that the cameras that we have now on our phones and everything is, it's the can you take a picture of your pay stub? That's all I need for now, just to get updated information. So I find the technology is really helping us, you know, work faster and smarter. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I've noticed talking to successful brokers or just talking to brokers in general is this idea of diversifying your income. And there seems to be two camps that have formed. One camp says, yes, you should diversify, get share of wallet. You know, you've got, and then there's another camp that says, no, you should just focus on being a good, the best mortgage broker you can be. And so I just wanted to know which area, which kind of area you were fell into. And if you are diversifying, which, what are you, what are you focusing on? Well, I think, you know, diversifying is definitely a is definitely key. It's definitely harder if you're one person. If you're one person, there's no way you can be one person and do two things, you know, 110%. So I think when you have a team, this is where you can diversify. So you've got specialists within the team. You know, somebody might be able to do, you know, construction uh, better than the next person. So there's there's always a specialty that somebody can do. Uh, but we're diversifying. We're, you know, doing new things. We're looking at uh, getting into insurance right now. And that's what we're going to be adding. We have somebody on our team who does GICs. So we've got a little bit, of, a few things that are growing and changing for the year. But I definitely think that diversifying is the only way, you know, cross-selling, having more that you can offer your clients is the way to go. Right. And then have specific team members maybe that are specialized in different different areas or different uh, products. Absolutely. I mean, I, um, I come from a family of construction workers, masons. So I can probably tell you how the house is built better than the next guy sitting next to me. I know everything from A to Z. And so I love, I'm passionate about the B world and the construction world. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that my clients are, you know, I, I have A clients, B clients, I have everything. But my real passion is that because I know it inside and out. You know, whereas there are other members on our team who focus on doctors and professionals. It's just really what you're comfortable with and you need to focus on what you know best. Right. So how do you run a balance running running a business, even mortgage practice and family? Well, it's, it's always a hard balance. And I think the key is that, you know, when you find something like this that you're passionate about, it is very hard to distinguish, you know, and spend time with your family and with your business. You love both of them. There are many times where I'm sitting with my family and I'll be on my laptop, um, you know, working on something. But I think it's, you know, the time that you do spend with them, it's quality time. I don't necessarily think that I have to spend every minute with them, but when they need me, I'm there. And so, I mean, it makes it a little bit easier, too, because my kids are 18 and 16, right? They're, I always say that, you know, at this point, I've done everything I can. All I can do is guide. So right. I'm at a much easier point in my life where this really is easier transition for me. My husband is very supportive. He's amazing. And he's always, he's very busy with his work. So between our Sundays are our family days. We don't do any work-related anything on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And we host a lot of parties. We, we love our family and friends. So I think that's you know keeping that balance. Right. No, that's good. So I'm going to move to the rapid-fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? 
think thinking that this is a nine to five business. And what one thing or habit has made you successful? Do it today. Do it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, do it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. I mean, I know we talked about parking lot and all that, but there's some things that need to be done today. You know, you get that deal, don't wait until tomorrow, work on it today. You know, you need to call that lender, do it today. Right. Uh, do you have an internet resource software program you use to make your business more successful? You mentioned Trello, but do you have another one? I'll, I'll put Trello in the notes, but is there another program you use? Well, I'm a bit of a tech geek, so I have tons of them. But uh, I think my first and best resource would be uh, Invest in Apple. Uh, I mean, you know, a Mac and an iPhone are the two best tools I have. Um, I use reminders, uh, and they're, it's, it's a huge part of my everyday. Uh, always trying to figure out if I'm going to have a to-do list, I'm going to have a notebook. I'm gonna, I just use reminders, and it's on every device I have. Mm-hmm. Um, for, CR, for CRM, I use Referral Maker, which is uh, a Buffini product. Lots of apps that can go on forever. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I'm, I'm a Mac guy, too, so I'm, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I, I love, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and Tribes is definitely one of my favorite. Tribes by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about creating a uh, culture and loyalty, and um, basically it goes back to actually Apple, and he, he talks about how you know, Steve Jobs created this culture of people who defend the Apple product against PCs, and it, it's creating that loyalty. So I really like the stuff that he, he talks about. Right, yeah, it's almost like a cult. I went to just, I just got a new phone, and, and I looked at the other phones and I'm like, well, they're cheaper. And I'm like, but the problem is everything's works together. And, and my wife is going Apple Mac or Apple for their phone. So I just, I was like, ah, oh, it's hard to change well, once everything's what? Apple. It is. And you know, I've got everybody in the family converted. It took a long time to get my husband from his flip phone to a Blackberry to eventually an Apple or to an iPhone, but it makes sense. And it's just, it's a great product and they take care of their customers amazingly. I mean, you walk in, you have a problem. You book a 15-minute appointment and it's solved. I mean, you rarely will find somebody who is upset after having gone in for their appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do you think the industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? Well, I think the opportunity service. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people in the industry who are just looking at the one-time transaction of the long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think service and, and definitely cross-selling, you know, uh, what else can you do? What else can you give your clients to help them get where they need to get? Everybody's going to need insurance. I mean, uh, we work for Motors Intelligence, and they have United, which is in a home and auto insurance. And there's so many things that we can offer our clients that they're going to need to complete the transactions that they need. Right. Yeah. And uh, so if you, here's yeah. my favorite question. It's the last one, the DeLorean. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. And so the DeLorean's this car. You can travel in time. So if I could set the DeLorean back to when you first started as a broker... And you could sit down with yourself and, and say, you know, Anna, here's three pieces of advice. Do this and your business will be better. So what three things would you tell yourself to have a bigger, better business today? Okay, well, I guess uh, number one, we put in the time now. You know, and this is a business where, you know, hopefully renewals are also going to help you grow. And if you put in the time now, you work hard, you'll build a business that's going to last. Then pick a CRM and stick to it. Bounced around a few times and finally found what I wanted, which is ironically was the first thing I started. So pick one, stick to it, and make it work. And then the other thing is you can't do everything all at once. Pick one thing, master it, and then move on. Right. That's awesome. So put in the time now, choose a CRM. And I hear everybody talking about the value of CRM. Once you kind of make the turn, you know, into the first few years, you realize how valuable that is. And then the last one is to focus on one thing at a time or one area to improve instead yeah. of trying to do everything. It's the hardest one to do because you want to do everything, but it's definitely the one that's going to help you get there quicker. Mm-hmm. Well, and are so where can people find you online? LAMortgageTeam.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, um, everywhere. And and uh, are you guys hiring? 
we're not, we are always hiring. We're not that, you know, we're not looking right now, but somebody approaches us who's got mortgage banking or real estate experience. I mean, we only hire industry uh, experience uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're definitely hiring. Just give us a call and let us know if you're interested. Awesome. Well, Anna, I really appreciate your time and the, this interview has been awesome. So I uh, hope that you absolutely crush the rest of your year. And then maybe there's some new award you guys can win in the next couple of years. We're definitely going to try. Thank you so much. Want to learn from the top five mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing, since this is exclusive for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage.